Welcome to the Agoracom Podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out big news. Guys, if you're looking for an emerging nickel mine, then you're going to love this interview with Power Nickel, who reported one of the best nickel holes in recent memory. Uh, they're aiming to become one of Canada's next low-carbon, high-grade nickel mine, thanks to the acquisition of 80% of the NISC project from Critical Elements Lithium, which trades under CRE. So they're a great JV partner here. Uh, and what they're doing is they're aiming to supply low-carbon class one nickel to the developing North American electric vehicle supply chain. The NISC property comprises a large land position with numerous historical high-grade nickel intercepts and a historical 4301, but that's going to be updated as early as this summer. Hopefully, we're going to talk about that with Terry. NISC lies in the site of a number of mining projects and infrastructure, critical elements, galaxy resources, Namaska lithium. Uh, Namaska lithium. And why is nickel important? It plays a critical role in lithium-ion batteries. 39% of lithium-ion batteries contain nickel. Uh, expect to rise to 58% by 2025. Uh, so that's a massive jump. Demand is driving prices higher. Uh, and, and the press release today, Power Nickel extends nickel mineralization in multiple holes on his fall 2022 drill program. Terry, welcome back, my friend. Great to be here, George. That's quite a mouthful, man. <laughs> that's impressive. Well, you got a lot going on, right? Yeah. You guys got a lot going on. I mean, on a scale of one to 10, before we get into the details about you know the, the actual numbers here, how happy are you? What does this press release mean for the company and its shareholders? Yeah, I mean, I think it's great uh, news. You know, I mean, bottom line, it means that, you know, what we said that we were, you know, going to move the uh, NISC project from a historical resource to a commercial mineable resource in a very rapid period of time uh, that we would be able to, we think, update our 43101 June, July this year and go to maybe eight to 10 million tons then. And that would be make it definitely commercial. So every every step we make with these new assays is further evidence that we're executing on that vision that we're going to deliver the goods, and uh, that'll be a great day for our shareholders. So that's uh, that's why it's important for us. And your 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 current forty three hundred one, which we've got to make sure everyone knows, is technically uh, can't be relied upon because historical. But there's about three million tons in it there in all the different categories. You're aiming for. Eight to ten million tons, right? Uh, for the next yeah, I mean, there's there's been a bit of a sequence there. We we, we had put a, uh, another uh, report in August of last year that we uh, it, it it used uh, metallurgical numbers that were more than ten years old, and and uh, we didn't you know our QP at the time didn't realize that that was not allowed in BC. So so up, subsequently we had to pull that report. So with you know so that that uh, we had you know. Um, so internally, we at that point we had modeled five million tons, you know. So um, so now you know we're we're you know since then we've drilled uh, probably ten thousand meters, and we'll probably get to fifteen thousand meters by the time it's all said and done here. So we expect you know as we're drilling, we've got we've reported on ten holes now. We've got ten more holes in the you know in the can, so to speak. We're waiting for the assays on, and you know as as these holes are drilled you get a fairly good feel uh, for what you're, you're dealing with, right? You, 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 your yeah. your uh, nickel's not like gold, where you, you look gold, you pretty much almost have to rely on the assays. And it's very rare to have you know truly visible gold that you can sort of say with any veracity, there's something there. But nickel, you get a much better feel for things. So 
we feel fairly comfortable that those numbers that we talked about are, are going to be true. And, and the, I mean, the, and the exciting part is that, you know, it's, uh, we've met with many great geologists who are now significant shareholders. We've met with a lot of industry folks that, you know, won't be spending time on projects that are just BS. Like they're, you know, so this is in their minds, a very real, and very exciting project. So, you know, the more evidence we can give to our uh, investor base and the community that, we're, we're continuing to execute on our vision and that we're delivering the goods. And uh, hopefully at some point that'll lead to uh, uh, positive, you know, stock price performance. Um, you know, so that's, uh, it's always at the, the, the battle at the end of the day. Your whole 22-012 looks like a big hole, almost 3% of nickel equivalent. Uh, give us some context of what this should mean to investors and what does it mean maybe to your overall uh, picture of the project? Yeah, you know, we've been lucky, you know, we've been able to, like, you know, with follow up, you know, 2209 was our last whole release, which is 40 meters of about 1.6%. So, so, you know, you know, we're getting these thick intercepts, you know, in high grade. And so that's, you know, call it $800 rock, you know, that would be, be you know, maybe it's going to cost you $80 to process like margins would be crazy good on this type of rock. So the, the economics will be very compelling. And, uh, you know, so so as an investor, you're looking for uh, evidence always for your mining companies to continue to prove their deposits are substantive and quantifiable and believable. And, and uh, so these are all big steps. You can't fake those numbers. Those are big. Those are big numbers and multiple holes, too. That was the other thing that was impressive. It wasn't just one hole. There was four other holes, uh, four holes in total. I guess it were more than one percent nickel. So. Uh, there's not a lot of that around. I mean, nickel is just a really tough one to find in any sort of high-grade quantity. You can, you know, there's lower-grade mines out there that 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 are available to be uh, found, and there's uh, some good examples of it in Canada. And and maybe those things will get financed as well. But I'll give you a, a, a quick math lesson: high-grade nickel sulfide mine will probably cost you somewhere two twenty-five to three fifty million to build depending on if you just want to make nickel sulfate or if you want to make nickel powders and nickel anodes and nickel wire. Uh, but if, you, if you're looking at some of these, you know, lower grade mines, it's over a billion and the returns, it would be 20% for the billion one and more than 50% for, for the high grade. So, so it's quite a different set of economics. So it's really, uh, you know, it's exciting when you're able to deliver that. And, 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 and then the, 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 the neat part about it is this is just one pod and this is, Every single nickel sulfide mine in the history of the world has always been multiple pod. So this is an ultramafic deposit. Other ultramafic deposits in Canada were Lynn Lake, 22 million tons, Voices Bay, over 50. So our scientific team, we believe we're going to be between 20 to 50 million tons. That'll make this ultimately a billion dollar deal. I mean, so so there's a good reason to be uh, to be excited if you're a power nickel uh, shareholder and, and uh, investor at this uh, point in time. Devil's advocate. I mean... Can you with can you say that the high level of confidence? Because I took time to write that down. I want to timestamp it. Twenty to fifty million tons by the time it might be all over. Is that two, it, three, four years from now? And no, how, I, how no, high level of confidence yes. do you have so, in saying so, something like that? So I, I mean, I, I'm highly confident on the eight to ten, and and then um, uh, you know what I've always qualified people saying, hey, look, Mother Earth is always providing us interesting uh, you know news in the history of time so far. Every nickel sulfide mine has been multiple pod. So based on that, I'm assuming that we're not going to be 
that unusual. We'll also be multiple pod. But hey, Mother Earth, she can always throw us a curveball and we'll be the, the first one. But God bless her. She'll do what she does and we'll do what we do. But how we're going to find the other pods is interesting, George. I don't know if we've spent any time on that, but we've uh, engaged with a very cool uh, company called Fleet Technologies. And Fleet Technologies is out of Australia. Elon Musk um, sort of brought them to Talon Metals, and that's where I discovered them. And and basically, he put the satellites in the air. And what these guys do is they got wow. this thing called ambient noise technology, and they they take what looks like almost like little landmines and they put them on your property about 100 meters spread out, and they have uh, they basically send sonar pulses into the earth. It comes back as sound waves, sound maps, and they collect those, and then they correlate those uh, sound maps, you know, using algorithms to the scientific data that you've got. So in in our case. We have hard evidence, empirical evidence, assay results, dimensions, widths, et cetera, for our drilling. So they can correlate those sound maps to those drilling data, and then they can come up in four days with a 3D visualization wow. on, your, on your site. And what does that do for you? Well, as a miner, well, it allows you to look at your deposit in real time and sort of say, hey, we've gotten 75% of the deposit, but we've missed these areas over here. Let's go infill there because that's shooting fish in the barrel. So that's good. Second thing it does is, you know, it 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 sees down to 2,000 meters. So potentially there's these things could be stacked. So maybe we got a stack system. Well, it'd be nice to know that. Uh, so then you have some, you know do some deep, deeper drilling. When, when finally, you start deploying that, Terry, you guys deploying yeah, it, that right yeah, now? Yeah, no, not in in May, end of May. And then the third thing and most important thing is it gives us a signature that we can take. Right now we're exploring one square kilometer of a 45 square kilometer package. So we're going to take this, move it around until we. And we're going to find out if there's any other signatures like that. In likelihood, there's probably three or four or five of these things. And then we're going to find them in an efficient way, in an environmentally friendly way. And then we're going to be able to drill them and, and spend less money drilling, you know, because we're shooting fish in the barrel. And that's what we hope will bring us to the 20 to 50 million. But more tons. importantly, yeah, you'll have that picture of how many pods you potentially you have a lot quicker than. So in other words, yeah, it I might mean, have taken years before, exactly. but now you put this system out in May. How long will it take for yeah, it to... So basically six to eight weeks my god so you know by yeah. the end of by july or whatever the case is yeah uh you could have a really good idea of what where the got. other pods are yeah so so that yeah so i i think it's like That's you know exciting, we've got multiple legs to this story you know an exciting first discovery obviously ongoing proof that that's being evidenced by the drill bit uh you know obviously we're in quebec which is god bless us you know quebec is just the, the best jurisdiction in the world to be exploring for right now because of you know, the two for one exploration dollars, they've done an amazing job with the local, uh, you know, community relations. So like, for example, with the Cree are our original partner. We stay in a Cree resort, all of our drillers that are drilling out there today, they'll stay there at the Cree resort tonight. There are, you know, so they've been, you know, the Quebec government's worked with them to help them understand how they can benefit and prosper from mining. You know, and I think people forget that in mining, almost 10% of the labor force is Aboriginal. You know, and it's like, you know, we're trying to, you know, sort of engage with these communities. The best thing we can do is do more mining because we actually hire them. and have always hired them and we pay huge uh, money, you know, so it, it's it's a great sort of ESG move as well. You know, so so there's some there's some really interesting things happening there. And I think the, the neat part about uh, Quebec now, in addition to the obviously infrastructure, we're across the road from Hydro-Quebec substation, we're literally off the four lane highway down eight kilometers from an airport in the mask of lithium but get this you get two for one exploration i mean people say well what do you mean by that i'm saying well imagine this 
George is going to give me a dollar. I'm going to give it to, you know, a Quebec-based financial institution. And their investor is going to give me $2. And that's exactly what happened in November. Okay. That what, what does everyone, how does everyone win into that? Well, the Quebec-based financial institution investor is inspired by the incentives set up by the provincial governments and by the federal governments to do exactly just this, to reduce their taxes, investing in critical minerals. So the, the governments accomplish what they want to accomplish to get more investment in critical minerals. This guy, the Quebec-based tax investor, goes from paying 55% to 42. And you, as an investor, you gave me a dollar, and I've turned it into two. So now I got twice as much money working to de-risk your investment. How good is that? And from yeah, a company's I mean, that's, perspective, that's actually too good to be true. That's actually it, too good. It, you don't it, hear I know it sounds else. crazy. That's why I, I try and dumb it down and explain it like that, so people will know that. And it actually works because I've done it, and I was the buyback investor the last time. You know, so I, I wrote a check for a million too. You know, so so it, it's like you know, it's it's a um, it's a tremendous way to advance the company forward in a non dilutive way for our shareholders. And we can do that going forward uh, in Quebec, which is awesome. So uh, I can do that to lesser extents in Ontario and in BC, but in Quebec, it's, it's I think in BC, it's like 1.7, Ontario, I think it's about 1.5 and Quebec 2.1. So uh, yeah, it's mind blowing. Let's talk about the update of 43101 uh, that a lot of people are really anxious about. And I'm reading, uh, after you've completed uh, another 10 drill holes and you've got some others that are waiting to come back assay, You'll be, would you would expect yeah, so to be in a position to deliver forty three one hundred one by end of June or early July? Yeah, so we're basically we've we've hired XBS, who are uh, sort of a leader in uh, metallurgical uh, studies. So they're doing the metallurgical study that we needed to update it, which we always plan to update. But anyway, we, we've got it going, and it'll be part of our PEA later in the uh, later in the year. So we'll have that. We're expecting to have that end of April. Um, early May. And that's the other piece we're, we're waiting on. So we'll have that and then and we'll just be waiting on the rest of the assays to come in to update the uh, the 43101. And, uh, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it out there. Uh, as I said, end of June, early July, it's a uh, it's definitely going to happen. Safe to say you guys are sitting on pins and needles, you're excited, maybe some inside bets internally as to what you guys are going to be able to report. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're. Uh, I, I think for us, we're just convinced that we're going to evidence that it's going to be commercial, and you know, the number is going to grow, and we think we're going to be a lot bigger than this in any event. So it's just like we we need to, uh, you know, how it is. I mean, junior mining's not had a huge winner for a long time, and I'm talking about stocks that go from ten cents to ten dollars. Well, Patriot, we Patriot Battery Metals is actually Patriot. Yeah, Patriot. Yeah, Patriot. Uh, last one. time I saw it was fifteen, sixteen dollars. Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's an excellent one. You know, and honestly, I missed in that one. I was I, I had a chance to get in there earlier. I missed that one. <laughs> uh, just anyway, you know, it's always well. Now you got Power Nickel, so at least you got. But now, a big you know what? But I, I, I got Power Nickel, and and uh, you know, it, it's um, yeah. But I think that those are the things we need is these big wins, and they're there. And honestly, there there are, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, this couldn't be a better time for people to be looking at investing in, in these uh, nano cap, small cap, because uh, there's a number of them that are out there that have actually got tremendous bones, like they're going to become mines, and they're going to be worth a lot more, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, 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 the challenge is, will it be happening tomorrow, will it be happening in a month from now, so that part I can't tell you, I mean, the good thing I like about RDL and nickel, 
because people sort of say, well, maybe you'll never be discovered. I say, well, you know what's going to be discovered? Industry has discovered us. And either the market's going to wake up or I'll end up selling it to industry. Now, I might only get 200 million to industry when I'd like to be given the, the horsepower to grow this to a billion dollars or $2 billion. But if I got to stay at 30 or get 200, well, I'm going to take the 200 and adios. You know what I mean? But, but I mean, this is where we're at in the market is the market needs to recognize that like nickel is a little different than precious metals, okay? Industry players are being told, if you want to get contracts with us at GM, at Ford, at the Department of National Defense, et cetera, you need to have a, a domestic supply of nickel. And so that means they're coming back to us now, little nano cap miners and saying, hey, you don't have to be just a dumb commodity guy anymore. Maybe you can get a seat at the table. Maybe we'll put up the money to, we can be in joint venture and we can get into the nickel anode business and the nickel wire business and the nickel powder business. Triple your economics. I don't know that that's going to happen, but those conversations are happening. And that's what's different about nickel versus, you know, gold or, or precious metals, because, you know, nobody's coming to the gold and precious metals guys like that. So that's what's different. That's why at the end of the day, there's power real nickels, demand from people. Power nickel is really, really going to get power nickel will get, I believe, financed and will either get financed by industry or by the market. I hope the market wakes up soon enough that that, that happens. If it doesn't, then we'll sell it to industry and we'll just move along. And kind of like tailing on to that, the macro picture for nickel, for people who are just discovering power nickel. You so know, so there's three three markets in nickel. There's the China market, the Europe market, and the North American market. So in China right now, you've got an oversupply of class one nickel uh, and uh, a, you know, a larger uh, oversupply of, of what we call class two nickel and recycled nickel. The reason why that is, uh, you know, what drives uh, you know the overall nickel market is stainless. Stainless is basically urbanization. So as people have more fridges and stoves, as they're, as and if they're moving from an agrarian village and they're moving into a condo for the first time, they get pots and pans, fridges and stoves that all have stainless. So China's construction industry has been shut down for many months because of COVID. So that killed that stainless market in China. And, uh, and it, class, it affected also the, the battery manufacturers as well. Uh, so, so now the, the one thing we can say with commodities, once they go inside China, they never get out. <laughs> you know, they're, ne they're never, never coming this way. So that, that's not really impacting North American prices or European prices. In Europe and in Canada or in North America, you've got basically a shortage of class one nickel and a sort of a balance in the, in the class two and recycling. In the next two or three years, it's expected to, like last year, we had 10 million electric cars uh, within, uh, I think, by 2030, they're expecting to get to uh, uh, over 40 million, right? So, um, yeah, the numbers are going to be ridiculous. So, so the demand for nickel right now, electrification is only 10%. They're expecting within five years, it's up to 50%. There won't be, there's simply, I don't think it'll ever get there because I don't believe it's possible for us to find that much nickel or produce it in that period of time. So the math will definitely have to change. But for sure, if you have a, uh, you know, uh, reliable constituency like Canada and Quebec, and you have a high grade nickel sulfate deposit, there's no question you're going to get financed and built and, and get to the market. So uh, uh, nickel is, you know, a, a sleeping giant. And I think across the board, uh, there's a lot of great, you know, interesting, like, I mean, we looked, when we compare ourselves to other nickel sulfide discoveries around the world, we look at Talon metals, we look at uh, 
Magna Mining, a great one in, 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 in Northern Ontario. Uh, we, we look at uh, um, Botswana, Premier Nickel. Uh, there's a couple of good Aussie plays in there. And they're all trading between 150 million to 500 million US. And they're down 50% from their highs. So they're this, this, these are not these are not hot stocks right now. Now we're up from our lows, but people say, well, maybe I missed it. I'm saying you missed the Ukrainian dip, you know. Uh, but the reality is, we financed this thing 24 months ago at 25 cents and 40 cents, and now we're back to 33. It's not like phenomenal performance. <laughs> That's yeah. Since no, December or November, we went from 10 cents to 30. Yeah, but we should never have been at 10 cents anyway. That was ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. We're yeah, right false right now, bottom. But, you can almost, yeah, I mean, we can't yeah, get financial yeah. advice, but it's almost a false bottom. At the end yeah. Of the you know, so, so it's like, hey, still early days. People think you've missed it, guys. And this is why I say to investors, you're not buying junior mining stocks to make five cents. If you are, please stop buying these stocks. Yeah. You know, that's ridiculous. Why would you take that risk? You're buying these things to make 10 times your money and 100 times your money. And not all of them are going to hit. Of course, that's why you have a basket of these things. But sometimes you can find these ones and you can sort of look and say, damn, that looks good. You know, and I mean, that's when this is why, you know, mining investing was always such a passion in this country, because there were all sorts of examples of that. And they're going to come again. Patriot Battle Metals was a great example, George, and good for you to bring that up. You know, and let's get a few more of those Patriot uh, Battery Metal uh, stock successes out there. Well, it seems Country like they're it. coming because the demand is is coming, whether you like it or not, Whether and we love it from electric vehicle batteries. So as long as you've got the goods, you stand a really good chance of being highly commercialized, right? This isn't George and Terry looking for gold and we'll see yeah. if we can find it. And the gold market's just the same as it always has been. Yeah. And we'll see, you know, this is the, There's real demand coming and there's going to be a squeeze. You're right. At some point, the math will have to correct, but there will come a point when I think nickel prices are going to be really high. And, and, and companies like Power Nickel, if you guys, God bless, are at that point, you're just going to benefit from it until the math corrects. But I yeah. think we're going to get into a, de a high deficit uh, st stage, which means high prices stage, you know, in the next two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. Very likely. Very likely. So last question. We know what's going on as far as NISC and what's going to be happening between now and the summer. And that's a lot. That's awesome. So there's more assays to come, even more fresh drill holes that you guys still have. And you still got to drill some more stuff. Then you've got that. Elon Musk back tech company. I can't wait until you deploy that in May. So as far as the operations go, man, we got amazing runway in front of us. What's next for Power Nickel corporately? Yeah, so you know we've got some really great uh, copper gold assets, and we uh, last year we had, we had planned to spend it last year, but there really was just you know how depressed the market was last yeah, year. We just you know just shooting ourselves in the head. So so, but I think there's going to be a copper gold exploration market, and a couple things have happened that make me more positive. One, Chile has stepped back from the brink and 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 uh, rejected the constitution, which would have been devastating for, I think, for the country. And that's why they got widely defeated and and would have been bad for mining, mining investment. So so they stepped back from the brink. So Chile's open for business again. And and what's interesting, we have some of the land largest land packages in Chile between you know four to six to eight thousand hectares. Think of eight thousand hectares as the size of the city of Toronto. Okay, so imagine you're trying to explore Metro Toronto. That's a huge. <laughs> we can all we've all been to Toronto. Where most too big. have it's it's massive. So you, you need to have a regional program, some way to analyze the data over a regional section and say, okay, I'm going to focus my en effort and energies here. So 
you know, seismic would have been the normal way to do that and then gravity, et cetera. The problem with that in desert environments is he had this thing called caliche, which is mineralized limestone. And it basically, uh, one of the, the negative things it does is it obstructs the signals from gravity and seismic feeds. And so it does, you, you can't get a true signal. And so therefore the data you get, you're not really sure if it's good or bad. So generally what you do in those situations, you take these little blaster rigs out there, you go down to the bottom of these sand dunes and then you just put your nodes in there, but that's expensive, time consuming. And imagine trying to do that over 8,000 hectares, it'd be taking yeah. forever. So cool, fleet technologies, when they first deployed in West Australia, they found copper mines and lithium mines in the desert. So when they're giving me the pitch on NISC and I'm getting educated and- uh, you say, come then, on down to Chile. Then, then I'm saying, hey, so guys, you're 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 in the desert, West Australia. They got caliche down there. How's that working? And they said, yeah, beat sound waves, not a problem. It's going down there and coming back. And I'm like saying, oh. wow, you know, that's mind blowing. So I, so basically, the plan is we're spinning out our copper gold. Uh, we'll be announcing that shortly. That'll definitely move forward this year. First at order of businesses take those. Uh, once we're done with it at NISC, they're going down to Chile. And they're going to go on our Zalema project down there, and we'll uh, we'll see what uh, lies beneath the sands of Chile. But I mean, it's exciting. Are you going to do that before the spin out, or do the spin out then? Yeah, no. It, 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 the basic timeline of the spin out, you know, it hasn't been completed. But generally, I would think we'd approve it at our annual meeting in May, and plan of arrangement would take place in July. So uh, we wouldn't be done with uh, the it, at NISC until then. So it would be happen subsequently in, in the in other other ones. So the plan on the spin out is pretty simple. We, we would keep, uh, you know, 60 to 70%, 20 to 30% would go to our existing shareholders and would use another 10% or so to finance, to create, to create the million dollars in cash or million and a half in cash in that uh, company to, to do the exploration in BC and then in Chile. And then they'll find their own lakes. And, and uh, you know, we've got a management team coming in there that'll you know, we'll be, we'll be the board obviously, but uh, we'll, we'll be able to execute on that. And, and uh, yeah, so that will be the plan. Um, yeah. And it makes sense you know. to take it just to separate the nickel from the copper gold. Because yeah. I mean, our it, nickel, it, uh, you know, NISC is getting all the attention and, and anything else is going to get overshadowed. hundred percent. I mean, that's how we ended up with NISC, right? Because, you know, critical was focused on lithium as they should, because they've got a world-class project there, done a great job with it. And we're going to be obviously trying to do the same thing with nickel. And yet these other assets are not invaluable, just like NISC wasn't invaluable. It is a valuable asset. And we think that, uh, you know, the, the copper gold assets there and the, the great play that we've got, the, the, the copper gold play in the Golden Triangle, which was going to be our flagship, uh, will have a chance to, uh, to grow under this uh, new uh, program. Well, and, that's uh, great. I mean, uh, power nickel shareholders, as long as you're holding by then, by record date, you're going to get some I don't know, free bonus. stock, essentially, yeah. right? Uh, in yeah. a second company. So that's that's something else to look forward to. Love it, Terry. I love the way you've set up everything in power nickel. I love what you're doing. And again, you're an industry leader. You're a giant because of everything you've done to support everybody else with the short selling syndicates, all that. And so it's amazing to see you. You guys having such nice early success. Can't wait to have you back, my friend, because there's so much happening. I can't wait between now and the end of July as to where Power Nickel is going to be sitting. All right, George. Thanks for having us. And uh, great to chat with you again. We'll I'll look forward to seeing you face-to-face -face at BDAC. Always great having you, my friend. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform, to Terry Lynch. He's a CEO of Power Nickel, PNPN in Canada, PNPNF in the United States. 
start your due diligence because you've seen this you've seen this press release you watched it for the first time get the company's profile page in agorcom because a lot going on so we give them that layman review first get you comfortable give you a good base of knowledge and then from there head right over to the power nickel website do your deep dive due diligence thanks for joining us have a great day see you next time Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then, don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.